is Bitcoin getting ready for a big bounce off the bottom? We have a great headline to look at for that. We also have to look at the fact that Bitcoin is stable in the upper mid-30s right now at around 37. Altcoins have not followed suit. Are we starting to see the market turn and BTC dominance turn? We'll talk about that as well as yes, it is time now for the world of cryptocurrency news in 15 minutes or less. And I'm not a financial advisor. I'm veteran newsman Gavin Dawson. Whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on blockchain radio, or your favorite podcast platform, welcome in to the CDN. All right, and please hit that like and sub on the way in if you haven't already. That would mean a lot to us. Let's take a look at that coin 360. Get a good look at what is happening with the cryptos as it's fairly flat right now. Bitcoin 36.9, ETH, ADA, XRP, Binance, Doge. You saw Binance just flip from, from slightly green to a little pink. Just some, some baby losers happening, but... Let's take a look, uh, a closer look in winners and losers here. And it is, it's a little bit of rough sledding if you're trying to stack dubs here late week. Not many alts in the green, but Engine Coin getting loose on the dance floor. Little bull dance action for ENJ of 12% to a buck 48. Chili's big NFT play up 41.5% to 33 cents. Get after it, Chili's. Time now for the Friday Flex, though, where we salute the top winner of the seven day period. It's AMP. Actually up 29% over the 24-hour period. 87% for the week. Flex on them, Amp. Getting it done. Sitting at 7.4 cents. Amp's a pretty cool project. It allows users to use cryptos at vendors while the business owner receives fiat money instantly. So probably a, a popular product in places like El Salvador this week. How about some losers? A lot to choose from news teamers. Uh, Internet computer, synthetics token, and T-Fuel all down about 11% or so. I, I suppose the good news is most of the losers are only down single digits, but it is time now for the Burnt Biscuit Award. Goes to our biggest loser of the week, and it's a, it's a damn shame. You know, nothing sadder than a plate of Burnt Biscuits and lots of choices. Un unfortunately, we're going to go with Polygon here. It had been immune to the dip for a while, still is, but this week finally caught up to Matic. Polygon a little bit down 24% to $1.37. Might be coming into a buy zone for some of you. We'll have to look at that. Now, here is the uh, good news with Polygon. If you go over the last 50 days, it is now the last altcoin in the top 50 that is still green. But perhaps not for long if we don't get a recovery jumping off here real soon, news teamers. Starting to sweat a little bit. Okay, how about BTC dominance now here? Because where Bitcoin goes, everything flows. And before we look at the chart, thank you, Will. Let's bring up this story and, and look at the headline real quick. Bitcoin stable at 37,000. ETH crashed 15% against Bitcoin in less than two days. Crypto potato here with the story. For the first time since the crash in mid-May, altcoins not moving to the upside that Bitcoin has been. And now is holding around while alts are slumping. So perhaps this is where the tide turns on BTC dominance. Let's take a look at that, right? It's not financial advice, but it is something to consider, especially for the traders. We're at 44.68, might be at 45 here for the first time in a long while and approaching that magic number of 50. How about BTC fear and greed index? Where are we? 21, is that what that says, Will? 21, sorry, I got to duck off screen here. Got to get my peepers checked. Uh, but yeah, still still quite fearful. 
Nobody's raging. Nobody is really believing that strongly that a bull run is uh, immediately in the cards anyway. Okay, for more on that and the anxiety confidence level around Bitcoin, let's do this, okay? In yesterday's show, we talked a lot about the death cross that Bitcoin is scheduled to experience in the coming two weeks. But the alternate scenario is bouncing off the cross. Again, the phrase that pays is 54K by the end of June. That's what we need to get the bounce. Otherwise, the 50-day moving average will dip below the 200 and we're headed for hibernation and a trip down to Beartown. Okay, that does not sound good at all. Okay, but for long-term holders, it's fine either way. It, it would be nice, though, if we can get that, that bull market push that we've been hoping for. Make a little bit more money this summer. What do you say? Where else can the bulls find optimism? Where else can we look in the short term? That is the first topic here today in the Crypto Daily News. News you can use in the headline is from Cointelegraph. Bitcoin price hits stock-to-flow rebound level not seen since the 2017 all-time high. Okay, this sounds a little bit promising. Tell me more, oh Cointelegraph. Okay, what, what usually happens when we're at this stage is the topic. Right off the rip here, fresh off the telegraph, quote, deviation from the stock-to-flow average has always resulted in a reversal to new all-time highs. Yeah, baby. All right, that's what we need for some weekend Bitcoin energy data shows. LFG news teamers, all right. They also say, quote, should current levels remain for a longer period, the stock-to-flow model risks becoming invalidated for the first time in its history. And that does sound a little bit scary, but keep in mind, inside that quote, the stock-to-flow has never been invalidated. Why would it start now? Is the bounce off the Bitcoin cross the most likely scenario? Well, if you ask analysts, if you ask technical analysts, the majority of them right now say no. But why ignore the Bitcoin stock-to-flow to such an extent, you know, there are good reasons I'm sure history could end, but you don't bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and you don't bet against a streak like this, okay? Back to the story, though. Plan B suggested this year's Bitcoin bull cycle is more reminiscent of 2013 than 2017 thanks to the veracity of May's price dip and that Quote, both 2013 and 17 ultimately saw a two-tier run to an all-time high. The first peak was followed by a significant drawdown in each instance, which then reversed to spawn a run up to a new top. Plan B still does believe, still believes right now $100,000 per Bitcoin will appear this year, while stock-to-flow calls for either a 100 or 288000 average price, <clears throat> average price between now and in 2024. $100,000 Bitcoin right now sounds sounds better than a fresh plate of brownies and a tall glass of milk, doesn't it, news teamers? Leave a comment down below if you still think we're going to get hit 100000 on Bitcoin this year. And like the video while you're at it. Uh, next headline here, Elon Musk will have no role in the Bitcoin Mining Council. Musk's involvement with the group appears to have begun and ended with the educational call that the Tesla CEO held with the group May 24th, which he described as potentially promising troll move. MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor announced the council's launch today in a tweet saying a bunch of fairly generic things about what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to be transparent. They're going to share their best practices and educate the public on the benefits of Bitcoin. And you got the tweet right here from Saylor himself. But for, for the biggest takeaway on the story is just it's an incredible piece of cryptocurrency history we've witnessed over the last month and a heel turn from Elon that would make Vince McMahon proud. 
get that man a raise. Musk was the prince of crypto. He was frolicking with both Bitcoin and Dogecoin. He was a true man of the crypto people. It began to unravel May 12th in which Elon announced on a tweet that Tesla would no longer accept Bitcoin as payment. The post was the first of several major blows to Bitcoin. On that evening alone, it crashed from 56 to 49. In the tweet, Musk said Tesla is concerned about Bitcoin's energy use, and that has now led us to the forming of the council. Saylor formed it, and now Elon is not really wanted. He's, he's bad for business in the Bitcoin world. To be associated with Elon Musk is not what you want to be doing, and well, perhaps Elon doesn't want to be involved anyway. Maybe it's best we all go our separate ways. Next, a news you can use. Kraken rethinks direct listing plan following Coinbase's lackluster performance. Yeah, it's not good right now with Coinbase over there on the stock exchange. Jesse Powell rethinking the plan to go public. It is set loosely for late 2022. Been watching uh, the coin uh, ticker since April 14th when it launched. Speaking with Fortune, Powell says the firm is now considering an initial public offering more seriously as the firm is looking to avoid potential issues a direct listing presents. Not having lockups, having billions of dollars of insiders be able to dump their shares, you know, on day one, I think it has a dampening effect on the market. And it sounds like a great idea to me. I'm also a Coinbase bag holder, though, right now. Not a pretty scene over there on the old stock, stock market app. Same with the Queen Kathy Wood. You know, big losses have been incurred. And I don't know how many investors would be excited to go down that path again with a crypto exchange on the stock market. Speaking of Kraken, they have disabled margin trading for some U.S. residents. It'll only become available for high-dollar clients. Uh, to qualify, individuals are required to have assets of $10 million invested on a discretionary basis, while institutional clients need to have $10 million in total gross assets. From June 23rd, Kraken users who don't meet those requirements will only be able to reduce, close out, or settle existing margin positions and will not be able to open new ones. Kraken has good reason to play nice with regulators. The company has been granted a license by the state of Wyoming to create a crypto bank in the state, enabling it to hold custody over digital assets, operate payment systems, and enable customers to pay bills and receive salaries in cryptocurrencies. Okay, speaking of states making moves, next headline here in news you can use, biggest renewable-powered crypto mining data center planned for Texas. Yeah, big things brewing in the great state. Come on down. Many of those who were forced out of China are joining the Manhattan Solar Partners Project in Texas. It's uh, become a mecca for displaced mining operations due to the low cost of energy along with renewable sources such as solar and wind, making up 25% of the state's total energy generation. All right, so Texas trying to make a move into being the most crypto-friendly state. Time now for the Neighborhood Watch, where we take a look at what top tubers and tweeters are saying about our space of cryptos. Dennis Paca here, a popular account on Twitter. Jack Dorsey suggesting Twitter likely to integrate the, Bitning, uh, the uh, Bitcoin Lightning Network. Maybe they'll call it the Bitning Network. Uh, over here, BitBoy, Ben Armstrong, do not sell your Bitcoin or Ethereum. There is a war going on right under our noses, and most people don't see it. There are foxes in the hen house. This is from the boy who, who did sell $2 million in altcoins two weeks ago, predicting a bloody Sunday that didn't materialize, but he is much more bullish, apparently, on BTC and ETH. It's, uh, it's very tough on the traders right now, though, and, and Ben's one of them, but it is, uh, it's encouraging to see an experienced trader like himself who is willing to sell it all with altcoins, believe 
We're just, we're just witnessing some well games here with your bigger properties. Bitcoin Archive will finish it up here more on Texas. They're now going to let state banks hold Bitcoin. Quote, what virtual currency custody services a, a bank chooses to offer will depend on the bank's expertise, risk appetite, and business model. For instance, the bank may choose to allow the customer to retain direct control over their own virtual currency and merely store copies of the customer's private keys associated with that currency. Or the bank may... Uh, caused the customer to transfer their virtual currency directly to the control of the bank, creating new private keys that are then held by the bank on behalf of the customer. I don't like that. I don't like that idea how that story ended right there. Sounds like a good start, though. The federal U.S. government had attempted the same thing last year. It got hung up, so Texas is stepping in and making moves. Oh, we do have one more tweet here. The Cardanians. NASDAQ wrote another great article about Cardano. Cardano could be described as a by-the-people, for-the-people type of currency. That's one of the takeaways. I think most of crypto, most decentralized finance is, is going to be for the people and sort of brand around that. Cardano just has Chuck, you know, Charles Hoskinson. He passionately speaks about it. He makes YouTube videos about it on the reg. And he clowns the legacy financial system, Okay. In, in a sort of nerdy way that resonates with the community stronger than any other altcoin. That's really what ADA has going for it. Branding, baby. You know, uh, Cheers to you if you made it to the end of this video. Cold beer coming right up. Salute to you. The Crypto Daily News now available in audio-only podcast format and on blockchain radio. Thanks for streaming that and checking us out on YouTube. Please subscribe. Remember, none of the preceding messages, financial advice, is just news. So, until tomorrow, for Will Riggs and the entire GD Crypto News team covering the world of crypto one Satoshi at a time, I'm Gavin Dawson at ease.